We're live. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Welcome. Excited to be here. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, you guys know the ropes here. I'm, I'm kind of tagging along. All right. Well, we're gonna. We're. This is the Loud Live Sports Podcast. Is this your fir- This is your first time on. This is my first time on. I yeah. don't think you had it last time. Yeah, we're gonna Miami. do. We're, we're gonna do more of this. Yeah, excited. We're gonna have you have like a little bit of a too. co-host and like. You can help us with explaining the great stuff yeah. that Whoop's doing as well. And this is Will Ahmed from Whoop, founder of Whoop. That's right. Thanks for being here and, and a partner of ours at Wadapalooza. So it's Saturday at Wadapalooza. Uh, we're down in Miami. We've had a little bit of shitty weather. Sun's breaking through. I know, huh? So what do you think? You just you just got here. This is your first time at Wadapalooza? First time at Wadapalooza. I see a lot of strong people walking around, looking <laughs> excited, energized. I mean, there's a there's a real nice energy here. I have to say, cool. you know, people pe- people are here to have a good time. That's pretty clear. They really are. I think yeah. there's a general enthusiasm for CrossFit. There's a general enthusiasm for sport, performance, lifestyle. I mean, in a lot of ways, it ties perfectly to Whoop because that's what we're about. A hundred percent. Yeah. The um, well, you're gonna have to take your shirt off at some point in the middle of this. Yeah. Point. No. Understood. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Um, no, yeah, we, it, we, so our motto is celebrate fitness, community, and life. I think it lines up really well with what you guys are doing. Yeah, I mean, our, our mission at WHOOP is really around uh, unlocking human performance. Yep. So figuring out what are all the different things that can make human beings perform at a higher level. And, you know, that combines hardware and software and analytics and understanding more about people's behaviors to ultimately provide that feedback back to an individual. Well, my behavior has been terrible this week. So Uh-oh. we've been following my. It's all the, recording all your I, bad behaviors. Yeah, this week, yeah. So I haven't had, like. I, it's I, calling I, you how bad the recovery was. I mean, I've I've had a whoop a long time. I told AJ that I took it off for a while because I was tired of it telling me that I needed to sleep more. You know. <laughs> Yeah, that'll happen from time to time. Whoop will scold you about your your travel habits or your you know recent uh, beer obsession or something. But I like really that. feel like that's the coolest part about it is that it keeps you um, it keeps you so accountable. Like it doesn't lie. Like if you stay up too long, it's going to tell you like, nope, you weren't asleep until twelve thirty four a.m. You're like, damn it, like I was going to be in bed by like nine thirty, and it definitely does tell you. And like you can feel a difference. Like most of the times, I know like if I wake up, if I'm going to be in the green or if I'm like down lower. I'm fascinated about that honestly and I don't want to like talk about the backstory and why and how he started but seriously I went you know I put my head down probably at like closer to two last night you know just catching up on some stuff but it hit me to the minute like it couldn't be more accurate how does it do that yeah so just backing up for one second so what whoop measures right for for everyone listening for the first time uh is five different metrics and we collect data 100 times a second so we collect by far the most data of any product on the market and what that allows us to do is to really deeply understand strain and recovery and sleep and you were just referring and Katrin was just referring to having a low recovery score which is this notion of from zero to 100 percent red yellow green how prepared is your body today to perform so if you're competing today in Wadapalooza, ideally you would have a green recovery and you'd be peaking. So, okay, then what does it take to make sure that you work towards having a green recovery on the right day? Well, it might be tapering how much strain you put on your body. So, you know, less exercise or less stress. It might be getting more sleep as you get closer to the event. So those are some of the actions that you take. You can take in a very transparent way. And you were just asking about the accuracy of the product. How have we made it so accurate? A lot of it is combining different sensors and again collecting by far the most data of any product. 
So we collect about a thousand to ten thousand times as much data as an Apple Watch or a Fitbit. Oh, wow. And then, so it's just entirely focused on your body, on health data, and that's what's made us really successful for being accurate. And frankly, just earlier this week, uh, third-party validation came out proving that Whoop is the most accurate, non-invasive uh, sleep monitor on the market. Wow. So oh, we're pretty wow. excited about that. Yeah. Well, I, I sometimes hate how accurate it is. <laughs> you know, I I asked AJ. I, I said I wanted to you know build the dashboard, which is another really cool part of it. You can kind of play with your friends if you're an elite you know you really want you know your coaches want you on there so they can see what you're doing but when you're not elite like me <laughs> we can you know especially for a weekend like this my my team is getting smashed i want to know who's sleeping and not you know yeah that's right it's, but it does um, also reward you when you are putting in the good work and we are going to bed at a certain time and like for me i always notice like routine is like key yep. and that's how i feel the best that's why I, that's when i wake up and i'm having the best recovery scores is when i am getting to bed at nine o'clock every night and i'm waking up without an alarm at 6 30 a.m or 7 a.m every morning and i am keeping that constant like i'm focusing on recovery and i am eating well and i don't drink it's like that's when it is key and then it does reward you with those good green ones yeah well, to, your, to your point about uh, routine, actually one, one life hack for anyone listening is sleep consistency. So if you go to bed and you wake up at the same time day over day, regardless of how many hours of sleep you're getting, that consistency itself will actually give you a higher recovery. And that's been proven both in medical literature and we've been able to demonstrate it in WHOOP data where cool. the users who have the most consistent bedtimes and wake times, independent from actually how long they're sleeping, those people are the ones who have higher heart rate variabilities, lower resting heart rates, and faster recoveries. Really? So that's adaptation, really, right? Because like, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm like a 1 a.m. person. I'm telling you this because some people are fascinated that I'm getting like a lot of quality out of three and a half, four hours of sleep. Is that what you mean? Like you, you, your body now learns exactly. that you need to grab it in that short time? Because you'll see people with, well, Brooke Wells will post 12 hours of sleep and she'll have one hour of like what looks like REM. Is that? Well, some exercising as much as Brooke or Katrin like yeah. you know you really need a lot of time to let your body recover from that kind of muscular strain slow wave sleep which is one of the periods of sleep that whoop measures is actually when your body produces about 95% of its human growth hormone is that the deep sleep yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so there's slow wave sleep and REM sleep, right? Mm -hmm. Slow wave sleep is when your body produces 95% of your human growth hormone. So this idea that you're getting stronger in the gym is actually not entirely true. You're breaking your muscles down in the gym. You're getting stronger during slow wave sleep <laughs> when your body's repairing itself. And so you can imagine the effect of getting 30 minutes of slow wave sleep a night versus two and a half hours has a profoundly different impact on your body and how fast you recover I mean, and how strong you get. that's important for people to remember that you can only train as hard as you recover. Yeah. The number one recovery is sleep. So you can train your ass off, but if you're not recovering, you're not building yourself up. You're actually just breaking yourself down. So with how much training we do, I think I, I've literally like... My own studies have shown me like sleep is the number one key ingredient. That's um, I mean, obviously getting to be around a lot of athletes, like it is the number one thing in your control. Oh, yeah. Well, eating and sleeping, right? Yeah. Like yeah. we always talk about, like what you can control and yeah. can't. And that is, uh, yeah, that is apparent. Now, I mean, honestly, we're like into the weeds on Whoop. Um, you know, I think. Yeah, there's so many things I do want to talk about because I think it can really, especially with this sport, it can really um, take this sport to another level because I think one of the hardest things we do 
here is show someone, a general sports enthusiast, what is actually happening. And I think you quantify that for, for the, uh, the average watcher user, you know. But tell me how you came up with all this. Like, what, what, what? I mean, I've seen, I've been in the office and I've seen the evolution, which is so cool. Congrats. Thank you. And I know you did this, you started this in school, you know, in Boston at, yeah. at Harvard. So tell, tell me, like, what made you want to do this? Why did you develop it? And, like, what, what was the start of it? Well, I didn't actually know I wanted to start a company, to be clear. I was pretty obsessed with this concept of how could you better understand the human body and, uh, and really going deep on that. I was personally an athlete myself. I was playing squash while I was at Harvard, which is a pretty cardiovascular sport, and I felt like I didn't necessarily know what I was doing to my body while I was training. So I got interested in how can you uh, continuously understand the body uh, to train more optimally. And that's where I got very interested in things like recovery and sleep. What does it mean to train optimally? What does it mean to overtrain, undertrain? And I did a lot of physiology research. So I read something like 500 medical papers while I was in school. <laughs> and I ultimately Casual. wrote a paper myself around how to continuously understand the body. And so in 2011, I wrote a paper titled The Feedback Tool, Measuring Intensity, Recovery, and Sleep. And now, you know, almost 10 years Basically, later, well, we measure yeah. strain, recovery, and sleep. So, uh, you know, it's, it's been a pretty straight line in that regard in terms of what, what I wanted to build and what we've ultimately built. I think like anything, you can't, you can't build something amazing in this world without a team and having phenomenal people around you. So I've been super Very fortunate true. to have amazing people uh, on this journey with me. Uh, like many of the folks over here at the Whoop booth. <laughs> the Whoop gang over See there, a lot looking of good. Everyone in pink. Yeah. Shout out Zach, taking photos here. So, yeah, it was, you know, we've had an amazing team. Um, we had a real focus on physiology and on accuracy. You know, a lot of what we do at Whoop is grounded in research. It's grounded in high performance because we want people like Katrin to be able to say, yeah, this is the best. This is the most accurate. I know the data I'm getting from Whoop is the best. Uh, we've always wanted that from the very earliest days. And frankly, that took a lot longer. I mean, it, it cost a lot more. It took a lot longer uh, as a result to bring the product to market. But now that the product's in market, it's performing incredibly well because of the, some of those things that we believed in, in the early days. So today, Whoop is about 150 people. We've raised a little over 100 million to date. And uh, yeah, it's amazing. We're, we're growing and, and we get to work with all of these phenomenal people uh, here at the Water Police. Well, I think it's important too, like, we work with you guys and we're trying to optimize our performance day in and day out, but I also think it's like, my mom uses a whoop, my little brother uses a whoop, right. and I think it's something for everyone to use to optimize their life quality. Are you really thinking about it when you don't get sleep and you're so damn tired all day? Like, <laughs> that's no life quality. Like, yeah. it's so, you're so much more, like, refreshed and energized when you're just getting that sleep and you feel so much better. So I really think it's something that everyone can actually, like, involve in their lives. I, I couldn't agree more. I think that that's the, I mean, it. it's... I mean, I, I'm, I like you, I'm all over the place, I'm traveling a lot, like, I need, like, you know, meet, you know, you know, I, your, ske your schedule looks like somebody shot holes in it, you know, and it's, <laughs> yeah. you need to be on point all day, every day, right? Like, you need, sleep's probably the only thing I can do for that, you know? Coffee does not help that, I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> True, you know? yeah. No, I think, like, I think for people who also who are listening, who are just driven in their daily lives, mm -hmm. you know? Absolutely. They may or may not be. Uh, you know, a professional athlete, but just driven in their daily lives. What WHOOP helps you do is it understands how all these little behavioral shifts can improve you. And it, it'll, it'll make you recognize, hey, maybe that extra glass of alcohol you don't need. Or if I go to bed 30 minutes earlier, 
or if I read a book instead of staring at my cell phone. Like you actually start to see all of those things show up in your whoop data and that in turn can inspire some behavior change. Even those these like little things that actually like add up to be such big things. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, I think I think a optimization at any level is often just a number of little tweaks. You know, it's not getting twenty percent better overnight. It's getting one percent better every day. Yeah, I talk yeah. about that all the time. All any the time. any quarter, half, or one percent, especially at. And I think those are the things that are level. so overlooked. The level is half a percent. Yeah. Yeah. They seem like such little things. So it's like, ah, it doesn't matter if I don't do that. It doesn't matter. But then you think about all the little things that don't really matter, but really do, and like how much they add up, and then that's like a compound effect. So. Yeah. Now, now, Katrin, for you, what are some little things that you've tweaked about your lifestyle? So, literally, things like 30 minutes of sleep. Like, you're like, oh, it doesn't matter if I, like, sleep 30 minutes longer or less in the morning. I can just get up early or go to bed. Like, no, it does really matter. Things like watching half of Netflix show more. Like, you're actually watching a screen and you're staying up longer. Just shut the computer, go to bed. Like, like you say, like, read instead of, like... When I watch something, it more like wires me up, and when I read it, like winds me down a little bit. And I get to like actually, I, I'm very interested in like reading any kind of thing that that's real, not like. But it gets me like, I don't know. Sometimes it centers me. Sometimes it gets me thinking. It gets me like intrigued by it. So it's a little bit of like a like a me time, and that winds me down. Um, and then other things are like. Um, I think it's definitely on my rest days too. Is making sure that I keep that strain low. How about diet? Um, I actually haven't seen a notice of, like a difference with the so maybe you've got but I've just really a steady good diet. Yeah, but my diet is oh, pretty yeah. much the same every single day. Like I don't really change like anything like on season or off season. There's not a <laughs> there's not even a big change, or even on like candy days or not candy days. I pretty much say, and that's like you say with consistency. Yeah. I kind of know. I've been working with a nutritionist for almost five years now um, and I kind of know what I'm supposed to be eating, what I'm not, like what's good for my body, what doesn't work and I'm such a routine person when it comes to anything and I know a lot of people, I eat the same breakfast every single morning, same lunch every single lunch and then dinner can vary a little bit but that's as wild as it gets. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's um you know, I'm super proud that you guys are a part of this. You know, I, we, we met a while back, and I've seen you sort of feel this space out and then get more involved with it. And it's, it's um, and I know you're a big part of the CrossFit community, which is really cool. Yeah, thank um, you. And you know what, you know what we know, and you know now you're, you know, so embedded in it. Like, this community will chew up and spit a brand or <laughs> anything out really quickly because it's, you know, they, they, it's, it's got to be quality. It's got to work. Like, there's no frills here. And um, so I think that's like really cool that, you know, how, I mean, seriously, I mean, I don't know, you probably know the numbers better than I do, but I'd say, you know, more than 50% of the people will walk around a place like this with a whoop on. I mean, when you come to something like this, is it just, do you ever take a, a, a second to step back and be like, it's pretty damn cool. This oh, look, it's amazing. I have great admiration for CrossFit as a community. You know, it's something that really began with an email. And all of a sudden, it's this global phenomenon, and you look around and you see incredibly fit people, people who are motivated in their daily lives. And, uh, and for us, that's exactly the type of population that we want to serve. And I look around here, I see a lot of people wearing Whoop. That's inspiring for us at home and, and uh, at Boston headquarters uh, to continue delivering value and continue delivering great features. And uh, yeah, you know, ultimately, I think the the mission of trying to improve human performance is truly a noble one. You know, so 
uh, it, it helps us validate that what we're doing when we come to an event like this and, and we see a bunch of people wearing Whoop and we get to interact with them and hear from them directly. You know, I've never met uh, a Whoop member who I didn't appreciate. And I don't care if they've had a great experience or a terrible one. We want to talk to them and, and, and get to know them. So it's always been amazing for me to get to interact with customers. Now, are you from Boston originally? I grew up on Long Island. Okay. And, uh, and so I went to, yeah, I went to Harvard uh, in 2008. And lo and behold, 12 years later, I'm still in Boston. That's what which we, that's is, what which we has been a people. surprise that's to a lot of people. That's what tends to happen. <laughs> that's, yeah. what, that, that's pretty much Catherine's story. So. Yeah, right. Show up for a couple of training camps, and then the training camps get longer, and then more frequent, and then you know what? I'm here. Yeah, all I'm good things. Boston. All good things happen in Boston. That's it. I mean, I was born and raised there, so I've lived my whole life. Went to Boston College, and so I. Um, well, to talk about talk about other sports. Like I think, you know, where and I want to know where it goes, right? Like, and I think you know, I know a lot of players in other sports that you know I know some, and I've seen you around that that are using this as well. I, you know, the NBA, MLB, sure. the NFL, um, and I know that you know that there's players, golfers. Golf's been I mean, enormous, it's yeah. crazy, right? You know, you see, you know, Tiger at the top of his swing <laughs> with a whoop on. I mean, yeah, that's pretty cool. unbelievable. Um, uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's exciting to see how Whoop is expanding across all these different verticals. I think because we have such a focus on sleep and recovery, it makes Whoop a product that's great for all sports, you know, because there isn't a single sport or really athletic thing that doesn't require sleep and recovery to be your, be your best. Uh, you know, I was just at the NBA All-Star Weekend last weekend. Weekend before that, I was at the Super Bowl. Um, we've got a bunch of great relationships in the NBA, a bunch of great players in the NBA wear Whoop. Uh, the NFL, we're the official recovery wearable of the whole NFL Players Association, so we're distributed to every player in the NFL. Um, we've seen an explosion in golf recently, as Katrin mentioned. Uh, I think about 20 to 25 of the top 30 players in the world now wear Whoop, uh, which has been amazing for me to see happen. Must and be kind of surreal. Yeah, like, it is surreal. Just because thinking about where you came from and like, where like people are now walking the top of their sport, walking around with Whoops. Well, the funny thing is the way I discover they're wearing it is by watching television. Like, I'll be watching, you know, the uh, Masters or something, and I'll see uh, a golfer at the top of his swing. I'll be like, oh, that's a whoop. I didn't know Justin Thomas was a whoop. He's a big whoop guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've gotten to know Justin a little bit now, too. So it's cool, too, when sometimes they'll reach out, and I'll get to know him in the process. and, and, And you get to build relationships with people who are, you know, in the top... Point oh 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 of their of their discipline the way Katrin is and and you know you pick up little little tips along the way too which is great. Well, you know you're um, I mean what a noble cause and you know your business is is pushing human performance but you know what what's next with that like I mean it seems like I, I mean honestly. Um, I'm a I'm a believer. I mean, you know, I, honestly, the only time I take it off is because I'm tired of t- it telling me like I need to do something. <laughs> it's when you're in denial. And it's not. Yeah. And, and by the way, like they, you know, I'm learning even this weekend because this is probably the worst, you know, week for me. Um, and I, I know we're riding this sleep thing. I, there's so much more to it. When I work out, it tells me, good boy. You know, like, yeah. you know, I, I, that, there's also the positive feedback. But 
Um, what's next with this thing? Like, where is it going? Like, I, you know, we've talked with your team quite a bit. I see a huge opportunity, not just in, I think our sport's a great platform for it, but all sports. I mean, I want to know what every athlete is going through on the floor. And, you know, I want to see how fast they recover. And, an, you know, an NBA player, you know, what's a golfer going through when he's going to, right, play, to win the, the yeah. Masters, you know? Like, where are you going with this thing? So th there's a couple uh, different buckets that come to mind. First is around community, right? So to your point, how can you better understand your body through other people? And that could be a professional athlete, that could be an executive, that could be someone who looks exactly like you, uh, or maybe he's a slightly better version of you, or maybe a slightly <laughs> younger version of you, right? Impossible. Yeah. <laughs> so, so and, then, and then you, you know, we're giving you someone to chase, we're giving you someone to learn from. So the whole concept of community, I think there's a lot to do there. And then second, it's around coaching. So what are all the things that Whoop knows about you that you don't know about yourself? And what can we do to help you optimize yourself? So we're, we're starting to release new features that are really focused on all the different ways that you can understand behavior decisions, lifestyles, exercise, you name it, that then go back into your overall performance. That's been really cool over the past couple of years. There's always a little bit more adding in. So it, like it's a sleep coach. So yeah. if you, your whoop kind of gets to know you, and then it's like, all right, if I need to be up at 7 a.m. tomorrow morning, like what's an optimal time for me to sleep? And then it tells you, and it knows how long it roughly takes me to fall asleep too. So it's like you need to be in bed by now. You know, oh, so yeah. that's really cool. And now you have a strain coach too. That's right. It's just there's so much interesting data in that, and that it's not always even some of it. I still don't even quite know how to like use myself. But even like I can get competitive with my strain or um, even things like I've learned to kind of disassociate with recovery score because I used to take it off when I compete because at the same I don't want to see if I'm not well recovered and I just need to hammer it that day but now like throughout the years like even at the games I was so interested in seeing I was like how am I sleeping at the games because I do sleep like if I'm stressed out I'd sleep more poorly or if I'm not in my bed I might sleep more poorly so I was just interested in like how am I sleeping am I getting my deep sleep like is it taking me too long to fall asleep and then what I was really interested in is like what is my day strain at the games like am I training more or less like than when I like a normal training day and I was actually my day stream was always lower than any training game say like out of that summer you know one thing that's interesting that I've heard from some athletes is they'll notice that their day strain gets high when they have to do a lot of um, you know promotional stuff or they have oh. to spend a lot of time with fans you know because <laughs> yeah, you're just constantly like you know you're signing yeah. autographs and you're surrounded by people have you found that at all I haven't noticed it. I mean, I've been running around working, so I'll, normally, I'll do an appearance or do that, and then I'll go, um, I'll find a spot there and I'll go work out, and then I'll come back. So I don't know what it's loading and whatnot. <laughs> Tomorrow is my first like rest day, so I'll let you know if okay. it like logs an yeah, activity. We'll see if you <laughs> I, I I threw a like 18.7 <laughs> the other day, and I didn't That's do much. Like a good so day of game I mean, and it was literally that. It was just like. Whew. I swear to God, you guys podcasts. are probably running a marathon this weekend. It's great. What, yeah. yeah. Can you quantify something like that? Like what? Like so, you know, people. I've seen it. You know, people. That twenty-one is like this big number that is hard to obtain. You know what I think is the most fascinating thing? Because you know, I'm I'm with Heber and Marston a lot, the Buttery Bros, and like yeah. they, you know, they like are loving it, and their community is massive on 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 your platform. Um, but they're all trying to achieve that. And I'm like, do you want to achieve that? Isn't that relative too? Like it's going to be, if someone like works out eight hours a day, it's going to be harder for them to achieve a 21 strain than someone who's been sitting on the couch all day, right? Like that's, that's true in the sense that the person who is fitter 
is going to have to push their body even harder in order to get to a 21. Now, to be clear for people listening who don't know what we're talking about, this whoop strains uh, scale is on a, on a scale of 0 to 21, and it gets exponentially harder to go up. And no one's ever gotten a 21. What is that scale, by the way? What is a 0? What's a 21? Yeah. So 0 that. is you're effectively asleep. Uh, you know, something like a 10 would be a medium-level workout. Uh, you know, and then as you go up from there, you're talking about different forms of intensity or duration. Generally speaking, the longer you spend at higher percentages of your heart rate, the more strain you're putting on your body. Mm-hmm. Now, to your point, day strain is pretty interesting because over the course of a day, whether you're doing podcasts or you're running around or you're having stressful conversations with business or whatnot, you may be actually developing a fairly high strain that in itself actually is harder or looks harder on your body than a specific workout. And, and what's interesting is this can also have an, a, a profound effect on your recovery. I'll give you an example. So I ran the Boston Marathon maybe four years ago. And for like two days following that, my body was run down. So I had a red recovery. And then after that, I recovered and I was fine. Um, about three years ago, we launched a new product into the consumer market. And it was the first time we uh, allowed Whoop to be sold to consumers. And, you know, a week leading up to this, as you guys are totally aware, you know, you're doing press and you're, you're getting ready for the launch and there's, you know, a bunch of media events and whatnot. And I was really run down. And funny enough, after launching the, uh, the new product, I was like in the red or the yellow for two weeks. Oh, wow. So, in fact, the stress of launching a product on my body had a more profound effect than running the Boston Marathon. So that's kind of an interesting phenomenon, right? Where stress and strain are two different functions that are effectively affecting your body. And, you know, there's a lot of different ways to think about that. But the first thing to recognize is that itself, right? That stress can have a huge impact on your body. Oh, I totally believe that. And the whole, like, mind, body, spirit. And when I'm stressed, I recover less. Like, my body isn't feeling like... And normally, if I'm, like, emotionally stressed, I get an injury. Yeah. It all ties in. Or sick. We or, always see that sick. all the time. Yeah. Everyone's sick in the open if you're just stressed out. Always, right? Yeah. yeah. We're everyday people, right? Well, what do you, what do you, what do your, like, what do you choose for your, your poison for fitness? Like, what do you love? Well, let's see. Um, I, I still work out with a trainer a couple times a week, so cool. that'll be just more kind of slow weightlifting. You know, not quite the same cardio pace as, as a CrossFit workout, but more just focused on specific muscles. Um, I'll still try to play squash a couple times a week, and then I'll go for a run, or I'll do yoga, or you know, throw in kind of one odd thing a week. And then separate from that, I still like playing sports. So I'm in a um, I'm in a basketball league, and I'm in a soccer league. Hey! Uh, the basketball league, I am uh, I'm one of the worst people. Soccer, I'm getting better at. Uh, but there is something I think to be said for playing for playing team sports as you get older and uh, keeping it fun. Yeah, keeping it fun and and you know doing things that you find fun and things that you may be getting better at. I'm bad at both basketball and soccer relative to maybe how good I was at other sports, but it feels good to be getting a little better. Oh, that's great. I mean, we you need to put them through a CrossFit workout. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen sure. I've seen this before with done, others. How have we not done that before? I've never I've never yeah. been invited to a crossword. Well, oh, there we go. See if any We're anytime. making this happen. AJ booked that. Got it. Not paying attention. Um, 
Yeah, so talk, no. talk to me. That would be awesome. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm excited to do CrossFit. I think it's awesome. Squash. Yeah. Right now, it's like my my workouts, at least from a whoop strain standpoint, are either like you know eight to ten or like fourteen to eighteen. Well, it does. And I feel like CrossFit might. Th- yeah, it's more cardiovascular. It's like my weightlifting stuff today is almost always less than a ten. Yeah. So it's but not getting my heart rate that high. But it can still be a super hard day. I find that t- sure. on a lifting that's day, true like too. my strain isn't as high, but my CNS might be like way more tired, and it's still it might not lock it as a strain, but it's still stress on your body, and it that's won't true. feel that. Yeah. That's true. We'll just have to. You guys can go right from here to the back, and we'll put him through his first crossfit <laughs> workout. He's like, well, I have to go to the airport. Yeah. <laughs> I got I my go. jeans and my Rivieras, and yeah. I don't know if I've got the look. I I, um, I need a pair of these booty shorts in order to do crossfit. Yes, you do. We can solve that. <laughs> I'm heading right to the noble booth after this. I um I do work out with Catherine quite a bit actually. Oh you do? Well yeah, yeah, yeah actually does, yeah. Especially like our like Can he hang? Yes he can. Usually he with to. her weight. With her weight though. <laughs> he used like to so be better before Yes, it's not good now, but <laughs> the more involved I've gotten in f- with fitness, the less fit I've got. Especially when so. it was running, rowing, biking, like you would always hang with me on all those things, so it always gave me a great push. Now is there a big swimming component today? Yes. Or are people just jumping in? No, so they're um, over here. So Saturday, like our signature, we've kind of got like a signature, you know, sat Friday night is a big, usually like a big workout on this stage, yeah. you know, lights flashing. Um, Saturday afternoon is all uh, always a swim workout, you know, so we always have some sort of swim component. So Love that's, that. that's a tip for everybody. Yeah, so awesome. Katrin tested the swim this morning. Oh, you did? Three times. Yeah. And oh. she did the other day. We've been like, <laughs> workout. you know, there's a lot that goes into to programming something like this and there's a lot at stake for the elites from a prize money perspective and everybody else that's here they, they take their time they train for this this is their Boston Marathon right sure. it's the same idea so we are constantly tweaking like this current in the bay and there's, there's some like wind even just like the time and yeah we want to make sure they, they like you know they, there's work then there's swim and then there's work we don't want people to get stuck in the water and have trouble so and Katrin's a great swimmer so she swam uh, the other day and then we tested again today just to make sure that we had the distance I'm really right. just taking this as a Are you a swimmer? opportunity to practice. <laughs> I can swim. I wouldn't say I swim often. I grew up swimming. So it's like one of those things that feels a little bit like riding a bike where it's like if you know how to swim, you can swim. 100%. Although I don't, I, I would doubt that like my swimming is optimal right now. Well, just and based then, on the fact that I haven't done it. Well, yeah. do like, so they're basically what they're doing is a thing called a pistol, which is like a one-legged squat and then throwing a 100-pound ball or a 150-pound ball, depending on your division, up over your shoulder a bunch of times and then they're swimming and then they're coming back and they're doing more of that so your heart your heart rate's probably like 160 to 170 when you're entering the water you know, so you're pretty uh, amped. Yeah. And are you trying to swim as fast as possible? Uh, well, you have no, more it's work pacing. when you come out. Yeah. Like, like, if this was me, I'd probably go, like, I can't catch people on the swim. So for me, I definitely, I'd have to work really hard on the first workout. But then I'd have to make sure on the first blue that I really make sure that I'm catching my breath. So I'm not hyperventilating, catching my breath. And then I'll probably try and, like, kick very hard and, like, try and get myself in, at least not lose spots. And then I'd work really freaking hard when I got out of the water again. So I'd try and like make sure that I was maintaining in the water, so not swimming super hard, maintaining, but I'd have to work really hard on either end of the swim. Got it. Yep. Got it. I think it's fascinating. I mean, the whole the whole way that there's these different setups and different competitions, and that you truly have to you have to find a way to optimize your body to be ready for anything. Because especially casually, you don't know what it's going to be. 
which is the most fun part about this sport because all year round it's it's a constant like you're never good enough at anything you're always if you improve something there's millions of other things you improve on you're always like what if this shows up what if this so there's there's like endless of things you never know what's going to show up and is that true by the way for today too so the competitors showed up and didn't know what they were no so a a little bit like we gave them we give them some advance yeah it depends like but not enough to really prepare your body for and all year that's why i gotta prepare for everything yeah that's pretty cool you want them to know some things like you know there was a workout earlier on with some muscle ups with a with a weighted bag on you want you know these athletes can adapt really quickly you want them to you know perform really well and put on a show too right so there's like a week of preparation isn't probably enough to adapt right but it's at least uh, enough so that you can figure out where you sit so that you can perform your best you know at the games um that's truly become this test of like all right you show up and you really don't know a whole lot which you don't know until like literally they'll tell you the workout and be like all right you guys got 20 minutes to warm up like that's really cool yeah no we like they don't know here they don't know the final workout yet um and they knew, they basically know everything else. So they, we tell them to swim ahead. You know, there's safety involved, but you also have to remember there's a beginners, intermediate, RX, elite. We have 2,700 athletes competing. So there's you know people like us that are you know out there ready to go swim. There are people that don't swim well that. You know, they, it's like their goal every year to come here and hopefully get through the swim. You know, they, they train for it, so it's pretty I think cool. I like a week in advance here, it gives you enough time to like strategize, prepare, like... Visualize. But visualize, but it's like a week in advance, you should be tapered. No, you can't get fitter. Like if, you, if you're if you not ready, knowing the workout isn't going to make you ready. Like you have to put in the work like year round. And athletes that are competing now, that definitely have been training super hard for multiple years. The months leading up to this training super hard and they're really been trying to peek here because there's there is a game spot on the line and people are trying to make their like their first games it's like yeah. i remember that like going to regionals it's such a big deal and it's so exciting seeing people make that so it's really cool to see see people put in the work and like now i think it just gives them a little bit knowing something a week in advance just gives them like a like a, all right i can prepare for this and they show up like with a little more confidence yeah, I think you, you uh, like, you know, and you work in so many different sports with so many different athletes. I think, you know, it's interesting, like, you know, catching to a runner, they'd be like, ah, you know, like she, whatever, she'll run a, you know, what's your mile time? Do you even know at this point? It's like sub, sub six mile, like it's. Oh, easy. I can do, I can do a sub six mile anytime, like, like repeats. Time of the year. Yeah. yeah. So like, they, and they'd look at it and they'd be like, oh, that's, that's cool. She's super fit, but she can also like back squat a ton of weight. She can clean, you know, 200. Yeah, totally. That is true. Like Please. four across. I'm a pretty fast runner, but put me against a runner. Oh no, like I can't run. But yeah. the same, like for um, for a runner, I'm like so strong. But put me up against a weightlifter, and like, oh no, like she's not strong. Yeah. So it's kind of like that's kind of what CrossFit is, though. Like if someone is specialized in something, they're always going to beat me. But then I want to be able to beat them in everything else. That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's a cool phenomenon. And by the way, you look around at this audience, and it's a lot of people who look like they could do anything. Yeah. It is just a, looking at the body types. It is a fit crowd, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like you do. Uh, it's interesting to come to the games or to hear and see the crowd. Shirts off. Everybody's got an eight pack. I do not, unfortunately. But it is. It is a very good looking crowd for sure. You know, you um, first thing you know. I do want to say before, and I know you know. I think you know all your work in sport, and it's it's amazing. I think it's a testament to your product. How many people that are 
uh, significant in the sports world have also invested in the business because it, it speaks to you as a person and to the product and, and condolences on David Stern I know you guys were super close yeah that was tough yeah and I know he's been a mentor of yours I honestly that I and I follow you in that super interesting to me I you've um you know, you have a lot of really cool relationships, and, yeah. and it's so genuine, man. Like, I, I watch you travel the world, and you know, all these guys just, I, they love you, you know, and it's no, really I cool. I appreciate that, man. It's, it's, you know, it's very hard to build something, I think, in this world without help and without, uh, without great people around you. And, you know, fortunately, Whoop, I think, has a compelling, a really compelling mission that people want to get behind. And, uh, you know, unlocking human performance is a noble mission. Uh, but it's also, it's a pretty ambitious mission, right? Yep. And I tell, I mean, I, I meet a lot of young founders, entrepreneurs, and I tell them, you know, you want to make sure the thing that you're after is actually ambitious enough so that by the time you build the thing, it'll still matter in the world. Yeah. And then also, interestingly, the more ambitious the thing you're trying to create is, the more fascinating people will gravitate to it. So I think in part that's, that's been one benefit for Whoop is that because what we're trying to do is so ambitious, we've been able to have these amazing people gravitate to the product or the company because they want to be a part of it. It's not a little bit crazy. It's no fun at all. You have to be yeah, a little crazy, crazy, right? Yeah. You know? yeah, that's the other thing. If, if everyone thinks you're onto something, you, you're probably going to fail. And if everyone thinks you're crazy, uh, you might just have <laughs> a chance. You might just take off soaring. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, we've seen so much of it in this space has been an incubator, yeah. you know, obviously. But yeah, no, you know what? Well, I, I want to say congrats. You know, you, you're, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, there's so many brands out there that do so many great things, but you're truly changing people's lives. Thank you, you know, man. I can Thank attest you. to that, Catherine Ken. Really uh, we really appreciate you being here and taking the time, you know, for being a partner of the event. You're adding to the event, to this community, uh, to, to our lives. So thank you very much. And thanks for taking time out of your schedule to come down here. No, thanks for having me, man. We love this community. Uh, we love what you've done and what you've been able to put together. Obviously, we love Katrin, so it's it's amazing uh, amazing to be here with both of you. Thank you. Well, thanks very much. Well, we're going to go uh, from here and show him around. Maybe we'll go show him the swim wad today. Maybe we'll throw you in. Yeah, right. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, right. Thanks, guys. Well, that's... Uh, pointing that's, at me and laughing. So that's a wrap with uh, Will Ahmed, founder of, of Whoop and Katrin David's daughter, two-time fittest woman on earth uh, from Wadapalooza. One-time Wadapalooza champion. Yes, that that's, yeah, that's pretty relevant. We'll, we'll close with a Wadapalooza story for, for Katrin. you got to hear this. So it, this was t two years ago, and this was when I was starting to like get involved with the event. And I was Katrin's coach. Ben couldn't make it. And so my only job was just to make sure that she was warmed up, really, because, like, you know, in the coach, to just coach an athlete like this, it's like, right, don't right F this up, right time, you know, yeah. go, go get them. And so we're over there warming up, warming up. I'm like, I got this. And I'm like, <laughs> nobody else is warming up the right way. She's doing ring muscle ups and everybody's looking at her like weird. I was like, weird that no one's touching so I'm like, all right, you ready? She's like, I'm ready. And then she, I get a photo on my phone. I'm over at this stage waiting for Katrin to come on the stage. And it's Katrin <laughs> like this, frowning. Yeah, I was so upset. I warmed her up for the wrong workout. No, this is the other uh, side yeah. of it. I think it's a bike and muscle-up event. And then we're walking. And the muscle-up is always at that stage. And they start walking us over in this stage. I was like, oh, maybe they hung up the rings over there. And then we get there. And I'm like, and I'm standing on the floor. And they're about to call us out. And there's boxes all on the floor. And I was like, oh, shit. And I the wrong workout. I, I yeah. turned to someone. I go, "What's the workout?" And he was like, "Oh, the wall ball. What was it? Wall ball, box jumps, and toe bar." And I was like, "But you still won." Won the I workout. Still won, yeah. Won the workout. I somehow yes. figured that out. Boom. Yeah. That was, that's how. That's yeah. how. That's how she rolls. Boom. <laughs>
<laughs> that's that was right. One, that yeah. was one of our Still finest won. moments. Yeah. Well, thank great. you. It's great. Thanks no, for having me. This has been awesome. Right, man. Appreciate it. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right, me. take care. Thanks, guys.